your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Now time to ease into the weekend with our Friday morning coffee break and delighted to welcome to the studio, very well known to you and well known voices on this show over time as well, uh, Miles Breen, actor and director and producer and lots of other things in between and uh, Una McCarthy uh, who is in charge of the Limerick City Gallery of Art, always worth the visit and our own Maura Nolan has joined us as well. Great to see you Maura, how are you doing? Good, how are you? We were only talking this morning. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we have to start here because because Greg O'Shea uh, won Love Island, um, very well-known Limerick man, and has gone to a great career in different things, presenting and all of this. And then we, we had Ekin Sue, who was mm-hmm. the winner of Love Island, uh, along with Davy Day, just the summer one, wasn't it? Just yeah. one, one just gone. And, and Ekin Sue is is coming. We think it's here, but anyway, let's he- let's hear what she said on our social media. Hi guys, I'm extremely excited to meet you all for the meet and greet with Be Perfect in Ireland this weekend. So Thursday I'm in Belfast, Friday I'm in Wexford and Saturday I am at Lime Rick. I cannot wait to meet you all. I'm super excited. I love Ireland and I love you all. So I'll see you there soon. So we think, think that's here, is we it? Think, we think so, yeah. We think so. We're not 100% sure, but we think right. it's here. <laughs> Because Ekinsu went back on her social media uh, a little bit later, uh, unsurprisingly, having had something of a reaction on her Instagram to uh, how she pronounced it. And here's what she said. So here's an interesting fact. So apparently Limerick is called Limerick, Limerick in Irish. And I just found out from some of my fans. So apologize. I've said Limerick, but it's Limerick. Um, yeah. So guys, see you soon. Well so it is Limerick. So. <laughs> well, apparently in Irish, it's Limerick. Limerick. L- Limerick. But I'm pretty sure that's not right either, right? And in English, would it be Limerick? Well, <laughs> I mean, you are looking at this going, ah, oh, come on. Yeah, yeah. 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 Though, I'd say, <laughs> devil's advocate, I mean, I find it quite funny. Like, I mean, a lot of people have trouble with Irish names, Irish things. I mean, there was a famous story of somebody saying, I'm sorry, we're looking for a zero, zero LA. Yes, that's right. Like, Ula. 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 <laughs> <And> <laughs> that's right. Or, or Cobb Page. Oh, okay. yes. What's the other one? Page. Cobb Page. Cove. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm sure if I went to other countries, I might have trouble pronouncing and getting the correct pronunciation of places and, and the names as well. So, well, possibly, storm yeah. the teacup, really. Yeah, yeah well, I, I mean, I remember many, many years ago. No one believes this story. Whenever I tell it in the office, they go, absolute nonsense. There's no possible way this ever happened. I remember being in the newsroom, the phone rang one time. It's not today or yesterday. And uh, there was a PR person from um, another part of Ireland um, who, who said Limerick as well. Who oh, said, oh, so, so uh, how are things going down there in Limerick? Oh. Yeah. Maybe you're Irish. I mean, come on. But But it might be a sort of a new sort of, you know, accent, D4 accent. I'm, I'm going to Limerick for the week. <laughs> To see the rugby, you know, maybe drop into Brown Thomas. I thought we had always had, you know, that whatever, given that we have limericks. You yes. Know, yeah, would actually, yes. You know, that that was universal, international and blah, blah, blah. But I have to say it's probably better than that on other moniker that was given. Oh, okay? we weren't even to go. No, no, no. Yeah, but, but I'm yeah. just saying, yes, yes, you know, absolutely. a son of this own city. Yes. So we'll say no more. We'll say no more. <laughs> we'll say no more. Um, but... It is also worth pointing out, I think, that uh, there are 11, is it, limericks in the US alone. Oh, is uh, there? Yeah, there are. Oh, okay. There are, yeah, there are different places. There's a limerick in Ohio and 
a few other places as well. I don't know if we're twinned with. I think we're twinned with places in the states, but um, I, I don't. I don't think uh, um, for whatever reason one of them happens to be Limerick. So, well, fair enough. Bring know. it on. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay, so we're going to forgive Ek and Sue then. Oh yes, ah, we on will. balance, we will. We will. Actually, it made me giggle, to be quite honest. <laughs> she it, said it. it did great for publicity on Twitter for Limerick, because oh, everyone was talking well, about Limerick. They were all going to avoid, yeah. So she's coming, we think, to BT's tomorrow. Is that right? We, we think. I think. I, I don't know. She I never, think she, she, I think it is. I, I think. Mm. I might be wrong about that. If I am, I apologise, but I think so. So I'm sure she got a great turnout. Yeah. Yeah, lots of people on to see her and they'll probably be taking loads of and tell her how to pronounce Getting her to say Limerick a lot. Or singing Limerick, you're a lady. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Apparently, somebody in the office said to me that there is a cocktail, a a Limericky or something. Oh, is there? Yeah. I've never heard of that. Apparently, there is a cocktail, so maybe I can sue. Maybe that's where she got it from. Got it from. Okay. Well, look, we'll move on because we want to talk about (laughs) this story. There's this a mum who has sparked a debate on the issue of consent parenting. After revealing on a parenting forum, which is Mumsnet in the UK, that she doesn't want people other than her husband herself to change her son's nappy. Uh, she took to Mumsnet, she's a new mum, well, there you go, uh, and said she wants to protect her six-month-old baby's privacy and was furious when her mother-in-law changed his nappy when he was crying. And she wrote, I'm very keen on consent and protecting my baby's privacy and prefer that only myself and my partner are the ones to change my son's nappy. Now, I suppose I can kind of understand that like if it's a complete stranger, maybe. But this this was her mother-in-law. Absolutely. Well, obviously there are issues, I'd say. Mother-in-law issues. <laughs> well, possibly. Yeah. Possibly. I, I, and I don't know what she's going to, to do with, you know, the baby when it goes into a creche. When it goes into a creche or, you know, if she happens to have a babysitter, I mean, are they all going to be vetted? I just think this is mad. Yeah, it sounds, I mean, I was reading it and saying, well, there's something going on there that we don't know about. And, yeah. and, and I understand, like, I mean, I don't have a child. Um, obviously, I have nephews and nieces and grandnephews and nieces. And I, I know in one thing, never a good idea to tell a parent how to parent their child, no matter what your relationship with them is. Yeah. But it isn't, yeah. yeah. But this uh, did seem a bit extreme. It, 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 it felt a little bit on the extreme end, didn't it, Mara? Yeah, like, I, I, I don't have kids, but I feel like a mother-in-law, a grandparent, I, I just don't see the, the major issue with like close family I think should be okay I'd say something like you said Joe if it was a complete stranger offering or someone you didn't know very well but fair enough but I equally speak as a non-mother but anybody who might offer to change a baby's nappy I think would be warmly embraced yeah I mean is how I would think well, I mean as, as lots of people will have experienced parents or non-parents who, who have you know changed baby's nappies over the years you get your first punami and I can tell you, you have no difficulty with anyone putting their hand up afterwards and going, yeah, that's fine, I like it. <laughs> oh yeah, you carry on there. No no bother whatsoever, you know. Yeah, yeah it's, look, it's, I mean, it's it, it feels like a lot when I have to say, you know. And, and also of, possibly, I mean, as I said, it, 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 as a first-time mother and stuff like that and that whole pressure, and I have to get everything right and stuff like that. I mean, you, you don't know what the stress, you, if you know what I mean. In one sense, yeah, of course. again, sort of, you know. But it does seem a bit extreme, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, when you talk to most parents, particularly uh, mothers, I, they, five years on, they hardly remember the first year or two, yeah. you know. So you can appreciate that there's a bit, bit of stress. And, you know, it just shows 
the whole thing about forums and the ability to sit at home and, and have it published. And next thing, many, many kilometres away, we're talking about it this morning. And, you know, it's so... Yeah, here, yeah, here in Limerick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, here in Limerick. <laughs> right. <laughs> Una McCarthy's with us, our own Maura and Miles Breen. And we'll take a break and talk about other things after that. Four and five restaurants, and we were talking about this during the week and the pressures on them, uh, will likely increase menu prices over the coming year due to largely the rising input costs that they have. Are people going back to restaurants? Is that your sense of it? Are they eating out a bit more? Um, Obviously couldn't at one point, but now are, are, are we back in the habit? I was thinking about this on my way down, and I'm certainly not back. You know, I mean, I would have been, you know, maybe once a week, once, twice a fortnight kind of thing. No. Um, however, I might also put in a little plug for Zest, the cafe beside the gallery. Yes. That yep. is thriving. I mean, it's non-stop. It's constant, okay. constant. But that's daytime difference. business, is it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's my point. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's cafe. Yes. So rather than a restaurant. But I mean, the prices have definitely gone up quite noticeably. Yeah, yeah. I think, I suppose, because of COVID, we sort of all learned to socialise in a different way. And you, I don't know if people have gone back fully to what they would have been pre-COVID in the sense of, yeah, it's just as, just as happy to have people come around to the house and stuff like that. I mean, and, and I suppose you, it is a habit as well. I mean, mm-hmm. I know from my point of view, theatre-wise, because there was no theatre, and I have found it that I'm not that I'm not back in like the way I would have been going much more like pre-COVID. I'm sort of going, eh, you know, yeah, so it's that whole thing of um, it's 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 a habit and it's sort of getting so that's I think there is like delayed sort of post COVID sort of yeah uh, things happening yeah in, especially like in you know it's like that hospitality entertainment business because they would have been just gone so that's uh, that's like two years you sort of have to sort of claw back I suppose yeah all right I would say for my age in particular now with COVID and things was the last few years of my college so. We, we we wouldn't have gone out to dinner as much. We would have more, like, few of us would have gotten together, ordered a takeaway rather than actually going out to eat. And I, I don't think we've actually kind of gotten out of that, um, out of that kind of routine. Like, if we're going out, we won't go out to dinner beforehand. We will have a takeaway and then go out if we were going out. But um, no, that, and it, when we do go out to, the, to eat at a restaurant or anything, it's kind of a treat, really. Mm. We're just kind of like, oh, we're, we're being fancy. We'll go out to eat tonight. <laughs> Sounds like when I was in college. Yeah. I mean, it really was a treat, you know, yeah. to go yeah. out for something to eat. But I wonder as well, have people actually learned how to cook again? I'm mean, big on that well, myself. Well, well I, I think I think you're probably right. I think a lot of things have have fed into it. Excuse the pun in restaurants, but it is definitely. Um, a struggle, I think, for them because the cost of living crisis hit so quickly yeah. after people had lost the habit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, And I think that probably started. If you talk to people, you know, I know Sean Lally, for example, well known in hotel business in, in Limerick, but is running Hotel Woodstock now in Ennis, and he's been on with us a couple of times, making the point that they they got a big rush, but a lot of it was catch up rush mm. in yeah. 2022, mm. and now things have kind of settled a bit. And I think we're all aware of the cost of living and you know, mm. minding our pennies. I mean, the other issue there that we're talking about staffing, um, that getting staff. And I think, again, with COVID, what happened to a lot of people in, in sort of the, the hospitality entertainment business, saying, well, oh, do I really want to come back to that job? Um, you know, if, yes. you, if they found something else, 
it's no offense, I have worked in hospitality, barman and k- well, it's, kitchens. It's tough work. It's tough, it's tough work, work it and not necessarily the best paid either. So yeah. um, long hours, and you were mentioning earlier, we were talking about like antisocial hours and stuff like that. Mm. And I think a lot of people sort of had a big brain um, talk with themselves what do I really want to work at? Is this work-life balance? Um, you hear a lot of people saying that they discovered, okay, mm. um, yeah, there's, that, there's something I need to take to take um, notice of in the yeah. sense of just just doing a job for the sake of doing a job. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. And, and as well as the antisocial hours, I think we're they are potentially dealing with a lot of antisocial behaviour now. Mm. I mean, it, you know, it's yeah. become more and more prevalent. You know, people are not behaving, if you like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. in a civil way to people. The joys of dealing with the general public, yes. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a factor as well. I know you were telling us during the week that, you know, you've done similar work, haven't you? And, uh, I was, yeah. and I've I've worked in a couple of different restaurants and cafes, and I think when, you, when you've worked in a couple and it's the same kind of atmosphere, kind of customers being a bit rude, mm. managers being a bit bossy, you don't really want to go into a note, like, and I'm not saying every place no, is like that. No, of course not, yeah. I'm not saying, yeah. But when you've experienced the bad, when you have a bad experience a couple of times, you're you're not as inclined to go to somewhere because you're afraid you might experience it again. Yes, if you get what I mean. Yes, I yeah. do. I do indeed. Yeah, Just kind of off the, the this yeah. general point that I, the Sunday Times had the hundred best restaurants in Ireland, a kind of a thingamajig on that one in Limerick, really? in County Limerick. So yeah. I do think that we have an issue in Limerick as well about and around supply, if you like, generally speaking, ever before COVID, ever before cost mm-hmm. of living, you know, that kind of easy place to go and eat at, you know, seven o'clock or whatever, yeah. you know. Yeah. So there is a dearth of those. I just make that point. Yeah, I'm no, not going I, to I, mention the You know, I, I appreciate that, but I, I mean, I know, I remember talking to somebody a few weeks back in the general hospitality business and they were saying that at one stage they tried the very high-end mm-hmm. restaurant, you know, the Michelin starry type effort and they just didn't find that there was the support for it, that, you know, the pe- no. they couldn't get the custom to come in regularly enough to justify the cost. Yeah, I think that's a very particular thing. I yeah. think what we were talking about here is that very, you know, we don't have to plan three months in advance, you know, to make a booking or to get that group of right. people. The place where you can go after work, maybe to meet a friend, have a glass of wine and a bite to eat, that doesn't exist. Yeah. And mm. there were a couple of places here, I remember, 10, 15 years ago, but they don't, you know, it's that very low to medium end of the spectrum I'm talking about, not the upper yeah. um, uh, mission yeah. start. Yeah. Um, Joe, Ekinsu is coming to Shaw's in the Crescent, mm. says D. Um, mm. So thank you for clarifying that. I, I know where to go now uh, <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> you a nice uh, selfie with her, Joe. <laughs> and oh, I should also mention because Chris Rowley was back to us to say we forgot to mention the Castletroy Park Hotel who are our main sponsors of Titanic the Musical Limerick Musical Society um, at uh, UCH in mid-April oh well, we have to do that that's uh, no problem at all uh, with with that one and I think um, it, it, Miles the death of Paul O'Grady the presenter and comedian just 67 this week I, I was kind of surprised how it started to hit me yeah, you know he, yeah. like he he wasn't someone that would have jumped in my head as a big part of my life. Yeah. But the minute he passed away, I went, do you know, I, I instantly knew who that was. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he, a, f- a fabulous artist and, and, and quite groundbreaking in his own way, um, um, like with his drag persona, Lily Savage. 
um, he sort of came from um, like now drag. You know, it's it's like RuPaul's Drag Race and and, and all the rest. But um, but he would have been one of the first from the sort of the the gay LGBTQIA drag um, underground scene, like in the Vauxhall Tavern in in London, very much a gay pub with a, a drag act. And he cro- that's very much underground niche, I suppose, whatever. Um, but then he crossed over and into mainstream. Um, and hilarious funny. Lisa was just so funny. Um, yeah. Depending on which one you saw, like, it could be incredibly filthy. And, but also real working class, real, um, that whole thing of, um, he was uh, a Liverpudlian. A Liverpudlian. Yeah. And just so funny. And then obviously Lily Savage then transformed into sort of mainstream. Yes. Presenting blankety blank. And, 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 and hilariously funny. And then I also he, he changed again. He sort of went back to just being himself, Paula Grady, and presented a number of chat shows and also, Obviously, his love of dogs, but um, uh, just as I say, quite a groundbreaking figure within the drag sort of LGBTQI um, community in the sense of one of the one of the first to sort of cross over into mainstream and sort of right. m- make them visible. A bit of a trailblazer, really, yeah, in, yeah. In, in that sense. Um, would you have been aware of him? Not Paul O'Grady, but I would have been of Lily Savage. Right. You know, yeah. so actually, the Paul O'Grady thing didn't really touch me in that way. Isn't that interesting? I was living in in England in the UK, you know, in the eighties and nineties, you know and there was Section 28 and yeah. there was a lot of really awful stuff going on with the Thatcherite government against the LGBTQIA uh, community. Um, and so I would have been aware of his mm-hmm. uh, very uh, force for action and positive action at that. Yeah. Um, but there were apparently, I'm not a great Radio 2 BBC, that is, listener, I don't mm-hmm. listen in. So, but he, he was very, he was held in very high regard. Mm. You, could, you could get that sense from the tributes. Of, but yeah. cross-section yeah. of people, I was surprised yeah. um, reading, you know, bits in various papers and, and here indeed. And of course, he had those very strong Irish connections, you know, to County Roscommon. Um, he, he did, and I mean, a lot of people talked about what a kind man he yeah. was mm-hmm. uh, yeah. to Martin. I think yeah. I and he, uh, no, I think I'm t- a bit of a too young in the generation yeah. to <laughs> remember. But um, I, I, the only thing I actually knew him from was the for the love of dogs show that he yeah. had, yeah. which we could never Very have popular. on my house because the dogs, my dogs, just didn't understand, <laughs> and they'd keep trying to find the dogs behind the TV. <laughs> <they're embarrassing. laughs> so we could yeah. never have it on. Um, but uh-huh. uh, I, I didn't, I didn't even know uh, about about Li- Lily Savage with yes. this. I didn't know about that at all. And from just the tributes I've seen online, he seemed uh, no one had a bad word to say about. Yeah, no, I mean, he no. genuinely seems... Including Camilla. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. yeah. And also, I suppose, in, in the, it's sort of great to see a, a drag queen. I mean, as mm. I said, he had sort of retired from drag, being, being sort of lauded so much, because especially in America at the moment, the lashback against drag mm. performance. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, that whole thing of... You, you say the fight is won. It's, you, know, mm-hmm. you can also go two steps back, you know. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, listen, thank you guys. And uh, may, may he rest in peace. And it's great to chat to you on a whole range of subjects this morning. Thank you for your time. That's Miles Breen, Una McCarthy. Get up there to the City Gallery of Art, by the way. And I'll always be delighted to, to see you. Uh, aren't going to zest. <laughs> yes. And we're free. And we're free. Um, and Maura, our own Maura Nolan, thank you as well. Your views, your news, your limerick today with Joe Nash on live.